Welcome to the I Give It F1 podcast. I'm Allison. And I'm Lynette. And we're here to talk about the latest news in Formula One. Hey, Lynette. Hi, Allison. It's been like two weeks. Yes. This and break is almost over, y'all. It's finally. race week. Thank God. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, yeah, we're feeling a little rusty today because we've been on, on a bit of a break. So um, cut us some slack here, but we're going to make it through. This is going to be a fun episode. Yeah. Uh, what have you been up to since we... Well, a lot. I'm working on a lot of things for the podcast, for the channel. Yeah. Um, should we you want to give them? You want to give them a little, okay. a little bit? Yeah. We'll give <laughs> okay. you a little taster. Like we said, we mentioned last time, we're working on some merch. Merch. So some we're getting merch. really close. If you're to watching on YouTube, we've yeah. got some stuff. We did a little bit of a rebrand, mm-hmm. as you can see. Our logo has changed as well. Also on our Instagram. Yeah, I like it a lot. I love it. <laughs> I really love it. So, so yeah, so we've been working on that and uh, hopefully they'll be out soon. It will be out soon. Yeah. And you and guys can see it and hopefully you guys like it too. Some, what else are we working on? <laughs> are you going to tell me now? <laughs> some sh- well, some shirts. Yeah, for sure. So we're working on some yeah. cool different color combos uh-huh. for different shirts. Designs different designs we're hoping to have them available by mm-hmm. like when what's what what do you feel like is our target date a month okay you're like <laughs> i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> it's here i know um, i think i think we're close so i think a month is good yeah hopefully. like lynette and juan have been so diligent on trying to figure out like the best quality the best mm-hmm. um fit. materials the best fits mm-hmm. we spent like an hour this morning trying to figure <laughs> out what fits best and what the branding is going to look like um so we're both like i think so excited mm-hmm. to to figure yeah. it out and to start getting stuff um available for y'all to purchase hopefully yeah. so that's just one of the things that we'll have and we'll have some other fun stuff i'm sure yeah Um, and then I just got back from Palm Springs. That was, it was so fun. I was telling Lynette, like, I'm, I'm relaxed, I'm refreshed, but I'm exhausted. I don't know why it's like, I did nothing but lay out by a pool and (laughs) and hang out with friends for the weekend. Um, we did not go to Coachella like everyone else did. Mm -hmm. So, but we saw so many Coachella people, they were looking all like yeah Gen Zer <laughs> to the max like <laughs> I mean they definitely dress different than have you ever been to go tell no but I've been to like music festivals mm-hmm. I just never dressed like they dress yeah. I mean they are like influencer city like mm. not that I'm not an influencer because we're both kind of influencers on the side but I just feel like That's they're like beyond yeah whole like other. the fairy costume like dust and the mm-hmm. <laughs> and the rhinestones <laughs> and the amount of like skin showing I was just like oh my god um but yeah it was fun we did a lot of relaxing and then came back and refreshed and um ready for the race week yeah and not just race week sprint race week <laughs> <laughs> is that what you meant by that yes <laughs> okay <laughs> We'll get into that in a little bit, but, um, yeah, first, well, so we wanted to call this the pit crew, um, segment because we've asked you guys for some questions and so that you can get to know us a little better. And then we've also asked y'all some questions so we can get Mm -hmm. to know you better. Uh, we put out a couple of polls and so we're going to talk about that today. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess let's get started. Um, let's start with the questions that people had for us. Okay. Let's do it. All right. 
So our first one is, if you were to spend a week with a driver during the season break, who would it be? Oh, who asked that? Was that? Um... That's from F1 Podcast. Okay. Thank you, guys. Y'all yes. are the best. Um, <laughs> they're so nice. Uh, always asking us some good quality content. Oh, what do you think, Lynette? Gosh, I don't know. I was thinking about this and I was like trying to think of what the drivers like post, like what are they doing on their breaks? And I was kind of like, hmm, do I want to hang out with any of them? <laughs> I was like, what are you? <laughs> so <laughs> I was thinking, you know, like what would be like, you know, have something in common or like something fun that they're doing. Yeah. And I was trying to think and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I would say maybe Fernando Alonso, just cause he's older and he's been, you know, in F1 for a long time. So maybe like some good stories there we could talk yeah. about, learn a lot from him, um, as far as like formula one goes. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking maybe Charles, because I know he likes art and music, music. And he stuff. just produced so, a song. Exactly. So I feel like, you know, he has something interesting, like an interesting hobby or interesting, like, yeah, things that, <laughs> that he's into. Um, that's a little bit different. So, you know, mm-hmm. learn a little something from him. Yeah. For sure. You? Oh, man, I was thinking the same thing. Like, this is a hard question because they're all so unique. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, can I hang out with all of them? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like if you hung out with Botas, you'd be riding bikes like four hours a day. No, Botas, um, think you're very cool and very unique. (laughs) See, I put a lot of thought into it. I was like, hmm, what would we be doing for that week? I think for me, I would love to hang out with Okay, I'll do two just like you did too. <laughs> I think Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton for mm-hmm. one, because I feel like we have a lot of the same interests like fashion and music and travel and mm-hmm. he does and he works out a lot too. And actually I work out like five days a week. So I feel like I could kind of hang with his <laughs> like schedule day to day. Um, and the second one, I think it would be really fun to hang out with Yuki. <laughs> I think it'd be really fun to hang out with Yuki just because he's silly. He seems like kind of funny, kind he's of like foodie. He's if a foodie. Like food, that'd be a good one to hang out he with. He could show me like some cool restaurants. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I could show him some cool restaurants. <laughs> we could go to like a barbecue place or something, you know, but I just think, um, yeah, mixing it up a little bit. I feel like Yuki would be a, That's a good one. fun person like to hang out with. Yeah. Okay. Our next one is, do you think we will see Danny Ricardo with a seat next season? And if so, with who? Okay. That's, that's from who? Um, that is from Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Ryan. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, what do you think? (laughs) (laughs) I'm asking you the question. Okay, fine. Um, Okay. So yes, I feel like he could definitely get a seat next year. Mm -hmm. Just sort of depends on like what the toss up is, but I think he's, he's going to be really picky. I feel like he's going to be really picky if he comes back in. Um, I don't, I would never discount Red Bull being that number one Mm -hmm. option for him. I think that's where he wants to be. 
but I think that he would be willing to go to like a Mercedes or maybe even a Ferrari. Like, yeah, we'll see. But I agree. I think he'll be back, but I'm kind of like, so at the beginning of the season, we're like, oh, for sure. He'll be back with Red Bull next year. Um, but now I'm kind of like, hmm, maybe not Red maybe Bull. Maybe an Aston Martin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe like, and like you said, Mercedes, just because, you know, there's always talk about is Lewis going to continue? Like what's going on with his future? Um, but yeah, it's definitely one of the top teams. So right. I think that's like making it a little bit harder for him to come back. But I, I, th- I think he will. There's a chance. Yeah, I definitely think he's... Mm-hmm. If he wants a seat, he makes the calls. Yeah. But I think if he wants a winning seat, yeah, that's, that's a different that's story. That's making it hard. I don't see him, I don't see why he would go back to like a team that's not competing at the top, yeah. you know, after what he's gone through with like his past teams. And I feel like this year, the options aren't really, really there. He's probably yeah, looking at limited. everybody like, oh man. Everyone's kind of set. <laughs> mm-hmm. At least for the time being. I mean, who knows what. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen like in the middle of the season. Yeah. Who decides to switch around and. Maybe he'll put some food poisoning into Sergio Perez's (laughs) meals. (laughs) I love that narrative that everyone seems to be coming up with. I know. (laughs) I think that's still my number one place for him though. Yeah. And then maybe number two, I want to say, I think he has more of a chance with Mercedes than Ferrari. I think Ferrari is set. pretty set. Yeah, but I definitely think Mercedes could look at him as an mm-hmm. option if Lewis were to step down. Yeah. Although Lewis doesn't seem to want to step down at this point, so I don't know that yeah, he's, been he's ready. Yeah, he's been talking a lot about, like, retirement. he wants to keep going. No, that he wants to keep oh. going, which also makes me wonder, like, hmm, you keep mentioning it. Are you trying to throw like, us off? Yeah, and yeah. then retire. So, like, the more you talk about it, it makes me wonder. Are you really going to stay? So yeah, for sure. (laughs) All right. So we'll be back. Yeah. Okay. The next question is, so um, our views on the 10 second time penalty for Alonso that was not given. So this is when the, the, this is when Alonso was given the 10 second penalty in Saudi Arabia, but then was, it, it, so the pole, posi- the third position, I think, was given to yeah. George. And it and was because of back. the pit stop that somebody was touching the car right. that they weren't supposed to. Right. Um, so I think we talked about that. Um, I agree that it should have not been given just because there's like the inconsistencies that they had had from, you know, incidents yeah. th- similar to that. So, yeah, I think even even George spoke on it. Mm-hmm. You know, he said that he felt like the penalty was too harsh. And I feel like overall, a general consensus would be that Mm -hmm. it was probably a little too harsh and that they were able to take it back was a good thing. And it was also given out right at the end. Like, I mean, he already had the trophy in his hands and then they're like, wait, there's a penalty. So that right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it's, that was weird Mm -hmm. the way that they handled it. So I'm definitely in favor of like, if, if the race is already over and there's no penalty that's been given, like why give it then after? So yeah, we're, I think we're in agreement there. Okay. Good question. Thanks for asking. (laughs) So the next question is, does Zach Brown need to go? And 
So this is two part, two questions. So okay, let's we'll start with one. that one. So does Zach Brown need to go? Well, he's the CEO. Yeah. So wouldn't it be more, does like Andrea Stella need to go? Right. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know. I think, I think there's been a lot of mistakes overall in the team. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I, we really know what is going on behind there, the closed doors. So I, I, I think everyone sort of like has a big question mark about McLaren and what, what actually went so horribly wrong mm-hmm. this season because they've been doing really well in the past. And I don't know if it's that every other team has made such big improvements and maybe they've stayed where they're at or vice versa if they've that gone they really backwards. Back. Mm-hmm. So I'm, it's hard to kind of say, does he need to go? Because you don't really know what the circumstances are yet. I feel, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I, I just think it's strange how he's like pretty so much the fit. Yeah. He's so involved. He's like, when you think of McLaren, you think of Zach Brown, not right. the team principal. And so it kind of makes you wonder like, okay, so maybe he maybe needs to take a step are, back. Yeah. And maybe you're being involved in things that you shouldn't be, you right. know, and stick with doing whatever a CEO does, you know, bringing in sponsorships or something like that. Cause obviously like they ha- they're doing really good at that for being a team that's not doing very good at all on the track yeah they have tons of sponsors and you know everything else seems to be working out so maybe he just needs to step back and let the team do what they need to do yeah and maybe he needs to put his focus more on finding you know better I don't I don't the thing is like we don't know what's going on in the background Mm -hmm. so it's hard to say but I feel like they're lacking in the car design so much that more focus needs to be put on that and more focus needs to be put on these updates and how they're going to catch up to these other teams. And I don't know if Andrea Stella has something to do with that, probably. Um, but I think they both need to work in tandem a bit better. And I think Zach mm-hmm. Brown needs to kind of take a step back, maybe yeah. focus more on the business side, the production side. Yeah, because even um, on Sundays, they're always talking to him in the middle of the races and maybe. Yeah, he might be liking that that, that (laughs) spotlight a little too much. Okay, and then the next question was, will Mercedes and Lewis extend the contract? I feel like they will. Mm -hmm. I feel like they will. I think it's very telling to see that George has done so well in the car this year. Mm -hmm. And, but I feel like they're still sort of neck and neck. Like didn't Hamilton, you know, Hamilton finished ahead of George in the last race. Yeah. Cause George um, didn't finish the race. Yeah. He had some bad, but otherwise he would have, I think finished ahead of him. So, yeah. I mean, I do feel like, regardless of the circumstances, you know, they are pretty neck and neck. Yeah. And so it's, it's hard for me to say, but I think Lewis is going to try to stay with Mercedes for another year. Yeah. And I think Mercedes is happy with Lewis. So I think the only way would like it's Lewis's call. I think if he's ready to retire, then right. Then he goes. Um, but I think, 
I think he probably will stay at least like another year. Yeah. But not too much longer after that, especially if they're not winning. Yeah. Unless, you know, Mercedes like just takes a turn for the worse. Um, but yeah. I don't think they are because they've been talking a lot about the car having a lot of improvements. And do you think when forward, Lewis so. retires that he's done, done with Formula One? Yeah. Or do you think he sticks around Mercedes with some sort of ambassador role? Um, probably. I mean, they offered him that role with tons of money, but, um, yeah, which I don't see like why you wouldn't, why you wouldn't, wouldn't do that. But I don't know. I think he, and he said before he has a lot of other interests Mm -hmm. that he wants to do. So maybe when he retires, he just says like, okay, that's it. Um, focus on my music, focus on my traveling. Mm -hmm. Unless he really, really wants to stick around and try and make a change in formula one. But then I think that would have to be like with formula one and not exactly like Mercedes because Mercedes has already kind of done what he's like the changes that he's been wanting to bring. Right. So I mean, how much, I don't know if there's much more they can do. Yeah. So I don't know. I think, I think he would maybe be done with it. Yeah. Move on to something else. I feel like he's, he feels very passionate about making sure that change happens Mm -hmm. in F1. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like maybe he could, he could use his reputation to continue on trying to create that change, but who knows? (laughs) Okay. Next question is, have you changed your mind about any of the drivers So, like used to be favorite and then not anymore? Oh, trying to think when when I started watching who I really liked what about you do you no you like the same <laughs> yeah I've always like the driver that I pick that's my favorite it stays like that yeah and not just because like oh I picked them but because they actually are a good driver and they they win races and mm-hmm. so no I haven't changed my mind I have changed my mind about one that I didn't like and then now oh who's that uh Max oh okay so in the beginning like you didn't like Max no he was just like crazy going in there kind of doing whatever he wanted at races like he was really like (laughs) to be like George like a dangerous driver yeah (laughs) and um, I think like he changed, he matured and his driving style is different. Like he was always a really good driver, but I just think he was really more careless and like, I'm just going to do this and, and not care what happens. And yeah. And I think he changed a lot from when he first started out. So. Yeah. Well, Lynette's not going to tell you her favorite driver, I guess, yeah. today. <laughs> and I guess neither will I, since you didn't. <laughs> um, so I can. Is it time? I don't, I don't know. I think we wait a little longer. Okay. I, love the, mm. I love the mystery of yeah. it. <laughs> but at least now you know that I pick good drivers. So There you go. You have good taste. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's a little more specific than just like, was one driver my favorite and now I don't like them. It's never been like that for me. Um, it's, I feel like I, I came into formula one really passionate about liking, you know, one driver. And I was like, I'm into this. Mm -hmm. I like this person. I think that they're great. They're talented, whatever. And then 
as time went on, I found other drivers that I felt like took that place Mm -hmm. because I was more involved and because I was more um, educated in like the sport and watched it a lot more often. I was able to kind of make my own decisions based off of watching. So Mm -hmm. because my favorite driver before, like when I first started, was kind of influenced by Drive to Survive. Okay. And so I think Drive to Survive. So it was like more like, oh, I like this like personality wise or like like personality wise, but also just like um, it's it's more about the the editing and the production Mm -hmm. and how they how production wants you to view these drivers, because I think that they try to influence drama and all that stuff. And I think I started, you know, by really liking someone and then it's like okay, well that really got me into it, but now I have like my own thoughts. I can make my own decisions mm-hmm. on who I like. And so I kind of evolved from there. Mm-hmm. And you still like, like, but that I still like that. Okay. Per- I st- yeah. yeah. They I haven't still- done anything that you're like, Oh, I was so wrong. No, about them. Like- um, not really. I-, I would say for the most part, I-, I like all of the drivers, um, except for maybe one or two. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think they're all good people and they're all mm-hmm. like, I'm not, I'm not hating on any drivers. I just think <laughs> I have a preference of who my favorites are now. Like, and they, they're a little higher than what, what the rest are. Okay. And yeah, also it, I do have a favorite team. So <laughs> that favorite team doesn't necessarily correspond with the driver, but maybe they do. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next question is why your team or driver is your favorite other than the franchise they represent? Oh no, (laughs) we're getting deeper. (laughs) Go ahead. Okay. Um, (laughs) You're like, how do I say this without giving it away? Because they're probably one of the best drivers in Formula One and for sure, like one of the top, drivers I think on the grid right now (laughs) (laughs) I'm asking you who your favorite driver is offline because I've actually never asked her like who was her favorite Um, and actually my three favorite drivers that I've had like throughout the years um, I think are one of like the top drivers in Formula One and and do you like Okay, all those drivers are still in Formula One? No. Okay. <laughs> I think I know one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think one of them isn't too hard to figure out if you do a little searching. Yeah, if you know your <laughs> Formula One history. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was that question again? Okay, um, so... So, yeah, why... Why are they my favorite driver? Yeah. Okay, so I think I really... My favorite driver, golly, how do I do this? My favorite driver is my favorite driver because I like this person off the track Mm -hmm. the same amount that I like them on the track. It's like those two coexist and they kind of complement each other. Um, The personality fits the driving style. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, and so I feel like... um, this person, they're unique. They, um, they have an an amazing backstory, which I love someone who has a really good backstory. 
Um, and so that, that to me intrigued me into liking this driver. And I felt like, Oh, I really want to root for this person because Mm -hmm. of their, their past. Okay. Did that give it away? I hope not. (laughs) No, not really. I feel like everyone has a past. So like, go Mm -hmm. do your research. I don't know. But like, yeah, Yeah, I I like that, though, because I feel like I also like the drivers off track, like, and they've all been kind of different, but there's similarities in their personalities also. Yeah. So yeah, because I mean, I wouldn't maybe like, let's say a driver like is really great. And then he's like the worst person off, track. off track. Yeah, yeah that would probably I wouldn't like that <laughs> yeah I mean we could name a couple yeah Nikita Mesa. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, sorry yeah. if you're a fan <laughs> okay that was a good question mm-hmm. um let's see what else I love that have. question who asked that by the way that was Steph McIntosh Steph McIntosh oh yeah I've seen Thank her. Thank you, Steph. Yeah, I've seen her on our Instagram. Steffi. Okay, and then we have one. Why is Ferrari the best team ever to line up in the grid? Who asked that? <laughs> is that Juan? Yes. <laughs> are we surprised? Yeah. Well, I have. You know, I can answer that. Okay. Technically, they are the best team because they've won the most championships, championships. overall. But yeah. they've also been in for F one. I feel like the yeah. longest out of every team, right? <laughs> Um, and you know, they just have a lot of championships and Mm -hmm. they've, um, done a lot, I think in the sport. So if you're looking at it, you know, what they've accomplished as a team, like as Ferrari, not who's like Ferrari today or who's racing for Ferrari today, then, I mean, yeah, they, they're the best team in all of formula one. Cause yeah, they're the, the best or statistically overall. It shows that the numbers are there. They're yeah. the best. But also it's like they kind of have a dis- an advantage over other teams because they are the oldest, right? Aren't they the oldest um, on the grid right now? I think Mercedes too. Mercedes is the same? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's look it up. Let's see. Yeah, let's see. We need Ferrari are the are Formula One's oldest and most successful team, having mm-hmm. competed in the sport since the very first F1 season in 1950 and with a total of 31 championship titles to their name. That's why they're the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the second oldest? Um, McLaren, 1966 to present, founded by Bruce McLaren. Well, we knew that, but they're the second oldest active team in Formula One World with Championships. Eight. They have constructors championships. Yeah. So there we go. That's why Ferrari is yeah, the best. So that's why Ferrari is the best and um, not subjectively. Yeah. Objectively. <laughs> yeah. And they need to start showing that. I yeah. Think. Um, no, that's it. So that's it for the questions that we got. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for all the questions. Yeah. We had fun answering those. I know. Those. I like doing those. <laughs> yeah. That was really cool. Okay. So we also asked y'all some questions and just wanted to review the answers because we feel like it shows a lot about you guys and yeah it's it's cool to kind of get to know y'all the same way that you're getting to know us so uh we asked you which was your favorite team out of red bull mercedes ferrari or other we figured that those were kind of the top three that were getting the most Mm -hmm traction so we asked that and they and you guys said 30 percent red bull was your favorite team 
15% Mercedes and 41% Ferrari. So Ferrari actually is the most liked team out of, out of all of y'all. And then 15% said, my favorite team isn't listed here. And so I think that's a little surprising for you Mercedes. Think it's surprising for yeah, Mercedes? I thought we were going to have more Mercedes fans. Why do you think that? I don't know. Cause everybody likes Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, well, that's what we have here. At least that, that was as of, um, the end of March. So maybe that's changed a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So the next question we asked was out of these drivers, which is your favorite Nick DeVries, Logan Sargent or Oscar Piastri? We kind of wanted to gauge who your favorite rookie was. Mm. And it looks like Nick DeVries got third with 12%. Oscar Piastri got second with 33% and Logan Sargent, 54%. I think that could tell you a little bit yeah. about our, our <laughs> analytics. We have a lot of American followers, so that's that makes sense, I guess. Who's your favorite of the rookies? Um, Like with how they've been doing or like just favorite? Just in general, like driving in person. Um. I don't know. Um, maybe Doug just in general, Logan, because I want to see him do good because he's from the U.S. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe Oscar, like as far as driving. driving. Yeah. I think yes. Nick. <laughs> we were rooting for him. In yeah. The I'm th I still root for him. I yeah. think Nick would be my favorite um, just, you know as a person because I feel like he's tried so hard to get to where he is mm -hmm. and again I love Does a backstory a <laughs> <laughs> um but I as far as driving I think I would go with I think I would go with Logan because I want to see an American driver do well mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people don't love the the fact that there's an American driver on the grid. <laughs> and I'm like, I just want to, I would just want an American to do well, you know, because yeah. we don't have much representation. On, yeah, we on need him to get some points, start scoring some points. Yeah. So the next question we asked was, which race would you prefer to go to? So if you could go to any of these four races, which one would be your favorite? So we asked, the options were Spa, Monaco, Melbourne, or Vegas. And Melbourne got 7%, so that got fourth, which, dang, guys, I told that, <laughs> feel like that one would have been one of my top. Um, let's see, Vegas got 14% in third. I wonder if that's because a lot of our followers are in America, and so they're like, mm -hmm. oh, Vegas, been there, done yeah, that. Yeah, maybe. Spa. But that's kind of like how I feel. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, wah, 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 wah. I don't care about Vegas. Spa, 21%. And Monaco, 57%. Mm -hmm. You guys <laughs> love Monaco. Wow, that was cool. I mean, they won by a lot. Yeah. Um, the next question we asked was, have you ever been to a Formula One race? And 34% of you said yes, and 66% said no. The next question we asked was, what do you think, oh, what do you think of the sprint changes in Baku, which we will cover, but 69% of you said that you were excited and 31% of you said not excited. What do you think about that? Um, I think 
like excited just because um, now it's not going to affect the actual race, like yeah. the, for the qualifying and like it's something new. Um, but I, I don't know, like the not excited people, maybe just because it's still like a sprint race and you don't like sprint races. It's just extra fluff yeah. that doesn't necessarily need to be there. Yeah, I get that. But I am excited for like it to not affect mm-hmm. the the main race. Unless, of course, what happens if they wreck their car in the sprint yeah. race? <laughs> They're going to have a lot of work to do overnight, too. Yeah, but I mean, truly, though, if they wreck their mm-hmm. car in the sprint race, like, yeah, and, and it's not fixable by I Sunday. I think they also did some changes. So, like, if they do have to add, like, make a change with something that would have given you a penalty before, I think they made some changes to that head scene. But, okay. I mean, still, like, you're still now having to make changes and add another like component and just it's a lot more work for the teams yeah yeah and also um I feel like just from what I've seen online like it's really like the focus is on Saturday and it's taken away from the race really yeah like I think maybe because it's something new and it's something mm -hmm. we haven't seen before and we know that those drivers are going to be going for it because they want those points do you think they're going to be going for it (laughs) I think they will now that they know it's not going to affect um, Sunday. Yeah. So. Okay. And then the next question we asked was for this weekend, who do you think finishes ahead, Albon or Sargent? 86% <laughs> of you said Albon. Sargent, 14%. I mean, I can't blame that. The facts are there. Like mm-hmm. he hasn't been performing as well as Albon. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but I mean, the good thing is he has raced Excuse there. <laughs> he has raced there. So he like knows the track. And yeah. I think he's done pretty well there. So maybe that, that he'll be looking at that and like to motivate him to do better. Yeah. And then I put who finishes ahead this weekend, Lewis or George? And 44% said Lewis and 56% said George. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, yeah. I think. Close, but... Yeah, still still in favor of George. Yeah. And then who do you think will finish ahead, Kevin or Nico? We had 60% say Nico, 40% said Kevin. And I think that falls along with the results of the past few mm-hmm. weeks or the, sorry, the past couple of months and the, the first few races have shown, I think, that Nico is, is performing better overall. And that's all we have that's for it. folks. That was so fun. Thank you for answering those. Yes. No, we're, we love learning more about what you guys think and it helps us too. Mm -hmm. So now let's get into the news. We've got a few things going on ahead of this weekend. You want to talk about some breaking news that just happened today? Let's do it. All right. So Franz Tost is stepping down from AlphaTauri at the end of 2023 and Ferrari's current sporting director, Laurent Mekis will join as team principal, which they had mentioned that he was going to join AlphaTauri um, and work alongside Franz. And now it's official. He will be the team principal. Does that normally happen? I feel like that's <laughs> odd the way that they yeah. announced it. It was like, oh, Laurent's going to be joining uh-huh. alongside. Now all of a sudden, yeah, he's usually not. it's, you know, they'll announce who's leaving and then who's replacing. So unless they weren't sure yet if he if he was going to replace him or maybe like news broke early and they're like, well, let's just 
you know, yeah. say that he is going over there. But yeah, normally it's like they'll say they're leaving and then we now replace them. Right. Um, I found that to be very messy. Yeah. The way that that was announced. But that's just me. What do you think um, about him leaving AlphaTauri? Like, do you think that was like necessary or? Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about. Yeah. So I feel like AlphaTauri, they, I don't know what the deal is, but I feel like they haven't been performing as well mm-hmm. as they were last like season. Like they kind of got stuck, I think. Yeah. And I'm not sure that this was the right call only three races into this season, but I, I, I think that they're moving up by getting someone like Laurent McKees in Mm. there. So, I mean, do, did I think it was his time to go? I, I, I didn't look at it and say like, Oh, it's time for him to go. Like it just didn't pop out at me or like, Oh, what's been going on at Alpha Tauri? Like they need to make changes, things like that. So could have been something else just going on. And that's maybe why the announcement was the way it was. And yeah. So our next piece of news, according to sources, Leclerc is talking to Mercedes. His contract expires at the end of next year. The respected Italian journalist Leo Torini, who has good contacts at Marinello, confirms this. He would replace Hamilton at the end of Hamilton's Mercedes run. And it that apparently was reported by F1 Heaven. So mm-hmm. what do you think about this? Did they say they didn't give a date, right? They just said Hamilton's. Yeah. Like whenever he's finished. Well, I don't know. I don't believe it. But like if you're thinking about it, maybe who knows how many years from now, like maybe that's an option that he has open. But I don't think so. I think so. You think so? I'm going to go the opposite. (laughs) Maybe I don't want to say I'm going to go the opposite. Mm -hmm. I think think that Leclerc his you know his contract expires at the end of next year so i think it's in his best interest to be looking at other options so mm-hmm. i think it's true that he's probably talking to other teams right now trying to figure out what his next step would be and i don't see him staying with ferrari that's yeah. my personal opinion <laughs> <laughs> i see him leaving first before carlos <laughs> I, yeah I I think, well, and there were rumors yeah. that Carlos was talking to Audi about 2026. Yeah, I think, like, I see Carlos sticking around more with Same. Ferrari. And I think Charles has already been through too much with Ferrari. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, maybe, I guess it, it is yeah. a chance. We'll see. Yeah. That would be an interesting pair up, George and Leclerc, for mm-hmm. 2020, what would it be, 2025? Yeah. Um, and I feel like they would be fun to watch as two teammates on the track. So, mm-hmm. um, which that also makes me question it. Like, I don't know if Mercedes would want to have two drivers like Charles and George, mm-hmm. you know, because I feel like they always want someone just a little bit like, you know, like right now, like Lewis and then George was new, like the rookie. Yeah. He's kind of like showing him the ways. Um, and then they get into that level of like, like George's yeah. Lewis Hamilton level. And so I feel like George and Charles, like that's pretty, 
mm-hmm. pretty close. If you there, if, so. if you felt like they were in the same exact car, who do you think's the better driver? Charles. Yeah, I think Charles takes more risks, mm-hmm. and I think George is a very good, amazing driver. But I think Charles, in general, is looked at as a better yeah. driver than George. So that would be an interesting combo, but I think that they would have some good, some good races for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're going off track here. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess there's, there's a chance. <laughs> I could see it. We'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. So what do we have next? Um, so speaking of Ferrari, we have two engineers from Red Bull have been recruited from by Ferrari for 2024. Mm-hmm. And they haven't said who they are, um, just because I guess like the contract they had with Red Bull, they um, they can't say any names or anything. But okay. so Ferrari's going to have some engineers from Red Bull for next year. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it shows that they are making appropriate changes that need to be made to become a championship winning team. Yeah, they need to. Definitely make I'm surprised changes. they were able to take them from Red Bull. I feel like Red Bull just has everything on lockdown. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're not allowed to leave. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, they need to make those kinds of changes and not just like change the team principal every couple of years and not do anything else. Like they need to, the changes that need to be done are like all throughout. <laughs> do you feel like, it just, and this is such a short amount of time, but do you feel like in the three races that we've had so far, that their pit crew has gotten better with the pit stops. And oh yeah, 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 for sure. It's interesting because I have seen, I've, I have visibly noticed mm-hmm. that things at Ferrari, at least in the pit, look better. Yeah, and they actually got the fastest pit stop a couple races right. ago, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, it's an improvement for sure. Yeah, and so that means like the changes that they did make, all those practices that they had, um, are mm-hmm. like the work is showing. So. Mm-hmm. Well, next up, we have F1 uh, reportedly is breaking up the calendar into regions for next season. Mm. So what do you think about that? So I know that's what a lot of people want because of the whole like the carbon neutrality type of thing yeah. that they're trying to work on. But I, I don't know. Like, I, th- I think depends on how they do it. Right. Like, because I. I'm thinking of the U.S. and mm-hmm. if we have like Canada, Vegas, Austin, Miami, like that just seems kind of boring as in like a races I want to go to because then you have them all like there's not enough time. Right. So like yeah. Austin's in November, which is nice. And then it gives you time like a break in between if you want to go to Miami instead of like, oh, shoot, now I have races to go every other weekend. Yeah. Um, like if you like to go to the U.S. ones, but that's just me like selfishly thinking yeah. of it that way. Because, um, I mean, it happens in Europe and it right. works. Right. So um, but I guess it makes sense um, because the calendar this year, they said they were going to make it better and it was like just a mess. <laughs> so would you prefer it to be like a few races in the US and then maybe what like so they could do let's see um like right now Miami I think Canada should have been done right after or before instead of going to Monaco and then coming back to Canada so they could do like Canada Miami Mexico mm-hmm. and then in the fall like later on do Vegas Vegas and Austin. Austin 
um, Brazil. Brazil. Mm-hmm. That's actually not a bad idea. So not do all F1. of them. Yeah. Here's your tidbit. Here. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you credit us. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of having like all the races in one region, like yeah. back to back, mix it up. Like you can mix it up a little bit, but not like to how it was or how they've had it, where it's literally back right. and forth, back and forth. So. Yeah. I okay. So let me tell you why I'm here for this. Mm-hmm. I am here for this because. For also personal selfish reasons, <laughs> I feel like every single race we have wanted to go to this year outside of the U.S. has not coincided with our social calendar. So like <laughs> for some reason, it's like, oh, my gosh, why couldn't that race have been like the week before or the week after? And like if they did all of the races in Europe, like back to back to back Mm -hmm. I would have easily been able to say okay I like that one that one that one we could we can't do that one but it's like for some reason because everything is so broken up it's making it very difficult for me to figure out like which race I should go to this year you know because it's like oh no that weekend that's there and that's there but if everything like I feel like I'll have I'll have an opening in my calendar for like two weeks and it's in like the wrong place, Mm -hmm. you know? So for me, I would like to go to a Europe if I'm like, okay, I want to go to a a race in Europe. If they had, you know, Silverstone and they had, you know, the Monaco race and they had Monza all like kind of in the same month, Mm -hmm. at least I could pick, okay, out of those three races, like in that month, what am I able to go to? Yeah. I guess. I get what you're saying. Cause when we were planning on going to Imola, I had even suggested like, well, we have Imola and then a weekend break. So like we could be just traveling and then it's was in Spain. And so then I was like, we could just stop in Spain and on the way back home and then you get to see two races. Two races. Yeah. yeah, that would even be great. You could see two in a row, which like I think start off the trip with one race and then have the next weekend of like just traveling and sightseeing and yeah. then finish it off with and another race. And that could race. be how like Europeans view the US as mm-hmm. well because maybe they would make it to more races if yeah. they were able to spend like say 3 weeks in the US, they could go to one here, one there and then go back home. So I think I think it benefits me more that way so selfishly yeah. I would like that <laughs> but I get what you mean with the you know oh it's done it's one and done they're, yeah they're here and then they're gone yeah whereas like throughout the year it's kind of cool because they come back and you're like oh maybe I can go to which, this one which I guess it's like for us like going to Europe yeah sure back to back keep doing yeah. them and then here it's like well can you split it up because I, know. I don't want to you know I want something <laughs> else to do and somewhere else to go yeah throughout the year for sure well, we'll see what happens with that calendar breakup next season. So next up, we have Silverstone modifies turn one runoff in response to Joe Gwen Yu's scary crash in 2022. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about that? Where he flipped and got yep. caught in um, in between the barriers, the barriers and the fence. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's good. You know, every time something happens, it's always good to look at it and see what they can do to improve it and like you know, make things safer for, mm-hmm. for the drivers and the fans even. Um, yeah, the fans could have, you know, yeah. gotten real, real and, badly um, hurt. Last time in Australia, a guy, like part, some pieces of the car, some debris went hit out him. and hit him in the arm and cut him. So, I mean, the fans were right there. Like yeah. that, if, if that fence just didn't 
hang on, like wasn't strong enough. Yeah. Who knows what could have happened. So, um, and it's crazy to think like it was such a long, like they were, the fans were far from the track and you would have never thought like, there's no way. Mm-hmm. And here you have a car like right in front of you. So I think that's good. Yeah. No, I agree. I think anytime they can make it safer for the drivers and the fans, it's, it's a win. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think that's a different perspective than maybe people who've been watching for a really long time because it's kind of, that's kind of the intensity that's the, that's part of formula one was like the, the danger of mm-hmm. it back in the day, yeah. you know, there were just so many crashes and, and it's heartbreaking. Uh, you don't want that to happen. And no. I think as it becomes more of a spectacle, as it becomes more of a, you know, I guess valued sport, people are wanting to make sure that these, that these humans are safe when yeah. they're out there. And and you still have the danger. You still have the excitement. Like as long as they're not making changes where, you know, they're like anybody can go around that track and it's easy. Right. Yeah. Um, but as long as they're making changes that are going to be safer for the drivers, um, not necessarily like slowing them down or, right. or doing other things like that. So for sure. Um, yeah. We still want like the excitement and, and to feel like, wow, these guys are putting themselves in danger. I could never do that. You know, you still want to have that feeling. I think that's part of it. Yeah. But make uh, make the changes in a way where it still looks like they're they're putting their lives at risk. Yeah. So to say, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While protecting them. True. All right. And then um, is this our last piece of news? We've got a couple more. Okay. Um, So James Allison is back as technical director in Mercedes. He swapped places with Mike Elliott um, and he'll return to the role of chief technical officer. Mm -hmm. And then Mercedes has also split the role of chief designer to adapt to the cost cap. Uh, So John Owen will focus on the specific on specifics of car design and Giacomo Sortora. We'll look after the design office. So they're making some changes to deal with the cost caps and, you know, try and get their car back to where it was while saving money. Yeah, I definitely think this is a good move for Mercedes, you know, trying to get back to where they were before. before Yeah, I think maybe they tried some changes and it didn't work out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, I think you know, obviously, is it, is it Allison? That's the one that was the technical director. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I do feel like he needs to be back there for sure. Yeah. Back in that seat. So good for Mercedes making some changes and trying to get back on that train. Yeah. And if it was working fine, you know, there was no need to, to make those changes, but I guess they wanted to see how, how it all worked out. And yeah. <laughs> obviously they weren't happy with it. Yeah. So next up, we have a news piece that came through about Kevin Magnuson and his contract. So I think a lot of people have been noticing that Hulkenberg is kind of driving a little better than Kevin would be at this point, at least at this point in the season. It's only been three races, right? So they still have the rest of the season to play out. But Steiner was recently asked about it. And his quote was, um, you know, Kevin's not happy, not in a happy place at the moment, you know, being behind Nico and he's happy for the team. 
but he, and he knows the car is there for him and and to be able to do it, he just needs to get it done. And then he, he said, um, that he wants to give at least another five races to see where we are and then start to think about it. (laughs) Do you find any clues, context clues in those words from Gunter? I think the wording, like being specific about five races, that seems a little, yeah, like something's going on there. Cause he could just say, oh, well, we're just going to wait and see. Like we still have a long season ahead. Let's just wait and see how he performs like in the future races. And, but like saying five races about five races. Yeah. It's very specific. It's an odd Mm -hmm. quote. I found, I was like, okay, what's. What's happening there, really? So I think I think they are putting the pressure on Kevin. I think there's I think maybe subliminally saying like, you know, come on, mm-hmm. step it up and we'll see. I guess maybe it'll kick him into gear. But. Yeah, that is and, to be you know, Gunther likes to say things that are I get people talking, <laughs> talking about him. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, um, one of our last stories before we get into talking about the sprint format change is Carlos signs his appeal to revise the penalty at Melbourne was dismissed by the FIA. And I think all of us were kind of on the edge of our seat wondering if they would do do anything. But I think overall, most people were under the impression that nothing would be done. Yeah, I didn't think anything was going to be done. Yeah, because then it would just cause like more, more drama, more problems with the FIA and like just confusion. Um, so they made their decision and they stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Even, even though like, if you don't agree with in the moment, should it have been done or not? I think Taking they made the decision. The yeah. They made the decision stick with it because then that's just another thing. Like, okay, well you guys have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, like the same with the, uh, uh Fernando and George, like, you can't be say this is how this is and then change it. Right. Right. Just stick with it. Know your rules and that's it. <laughs> well, that's that on that. So last story we have is the sprint format change in Baku. Yeah. So on Friday, now we're going to have practice and qualifying for Sunday. Yes. So you did regular- such a good TikTok Instagram <laughs> video explaining that. Like it just was perfect. Good, good. Um, so y'all head to our Instagram and TikTok if you want to see, but she kind of broke it down like the weekend schedule. Yeah. So Friday and so Friday will be practice, just one practice and then qualifying for Sunday. So that'll be like as if like our regular Saturdays. And then on Saturday is basically going to be like a whole just a race weekend in itself um, because you're going to have the sprint quality. Yeah. The, the what are they calling it? Sprint shootout which I don't know why they're calling it a show, yeah. but that's what they're calling it. And then um, after that, there, there's going to be some time in between, but then there's gonna, they're going to have the sprint race. And the sprint shootout determines the yeah, lineup the, for the sprint race. Yes. Yeah. And then Sunday, you just have your regular race. Like so normal. for us in the U.S., can you tell us what times these are so that we don't miss out? <laughs> okay. Although I very, might just have to watch the rerun. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be very early. So um, Friday, uh, practice is at 525 Eastern. And then qualifying is at 855 Eastern a.m. 
Okay. Okay. So then the sprint shootout on Saturday is at 425 Eastern. So that's 325 AM for us. Okay. And then the sprint race is at 925 Eastern. So 925 AM? Yep. AM. Okay. So there's going to be some time in between, which I think is also a little strange, like as far as, I don't know, on TV, like people watching, you're just, I don't know, like you're like, oh, hold on, I'm going to watch F1 and then I'll have to wait and finish watching a couple, three, four hours later. (laughs) That's a little strange. And then Sunday, the race at 6.55 a.m. Eastern time. Which is 5.55 for us. Oh, gosh. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, I'll be up, but (laughs) I'll be up. I know. I think this is going to have to be one of those ones where I record, especially on Saturday. That way you just watch back to back. Yeah. I don't want to You wait. like the late night races, yeah. like the 12, the ones that are at like yeah. 12 a.m. And I like, like nine or eight morning. is good, but yeah, earlier than that, that's yeah. a bit much. My kids wake me up at five, so yeah. I'll be up watching. <laughs> okay. So um, we're going to have for the shootout, the sprint shootout, which is the qualifying for the sprint race. So Q1 will be 12 minutes and um, oh, yeah. only on mediums. Mediums. Yeah. So everybody has oh, to be on hearts? medium. No, no hearts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No hearts. And then Q2, Q2 is going to be 10 minutes, minutes also on mediums for yep. everybody. And then Q3, eight minutes and softs only. How many, how many fast laps do you think they're going to get out of those? Do you think maybe two, two and one? Uh, maybe ideally, or three. yeah. Ideally, mm-hmm. I think probably two, two, and yeah, or or th- no more three. than the three, yeah, and then two on the, the softs, yeah. Do we think that typically is Baku a high deg race where because it's it's hot there, right? Mm-hmm. The temperatures are high. Track. It's a street track, so I feel like maybe it'll be a bit high high deg, yeah. And then also for um, the sprint race, there's no, like, you don't have to do a pit stop. Okay. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, it's all not, out. Yeah. That's, that's all out. Wow. Okay. Well, what are your predictions for this weekend? Um, let's so, do our predictions. I know. Um, I think we're going to have two different winners okay. for the sprint race and then for the, the regular race, the Grand Prix race. I'm going to go with Max for sprint race and somebody else for Sunday. I don't know who. Just throw one out there. Um, Perez. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, um, <clears throat> I'm going to go Alonzo for sprint race. Mm-hmm. And. Oh, man. Max for okay. Sunday. Okay. What about the rest of the podium? Like two and three. Mm-hmm. I think we could see a Ferrari driver possibly if they don't. That's what I was gonna say. Mess up. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say Ferrari because they keep if they don't have DNF putting yeah. news out that things are looking good. So if Ferrari is doing better, then I could see one of them for sure on pole. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe maybe Charles this time. 
Maybe okay. he's got a comeback race. Yeah. And I think maybe, maybe, oh man, geez. Wow. Maybe Alonzo. That's good. Okay. Yeah. Wait, or, there's only one winner for the sprint race, right? Yeah. Okay. So then I'm going to go Alonzo sprint. And then the Sunday race, I'm going to go Alonzo, Charles, Max. Okay. I'm going to go. I said Max on sprint. So Max, Prez, Alonzo. And then for the race on Sunday, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Perez, Charles, and a Mercedes. <laughs> George. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't so, decide between the two, but I'm going to go with George. Yeah. But so for the sprint race, then you're saying there's three then. There's not just one. Oh, winner. well, yeah. But so yeah. You, so like one, the two, The top three, three get yeah. points or who, who gets points? So the top eight for the sprint race will get points. Get points mm-hmm. for the championship. Yep. Oh, man. Good luck to him. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it could get real messy. So I'm just praying that there's no bad accidents, but that's where we're at. So, oh, um, speaking of, I have a personality quiz. Yay. I got another personality <laughs> yeah. quiz. Y'all seem to really like that. So we're going to go ahead and do that. Um, this one is which F1 world champion are you? And I think it's of all, over all time. Yeah. So I'm going to, I will put the link to this quiz in the um, description on Spotify and YouTube, and then we will try to post it in a link on our stories on Instagram. So let's go ahead and All do right, it. So we're going to, we haven't looked at any of the questions. No. I haven't at least. I haven't either. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So play now. You've just won a Grand Prix. Sorry. A Grand Prix. Yeah. I was getting feedback about that. Don't call it a Grand Prix. Okay. You've just won a Grand Prix. Do you make a beeline for the nearest party? Fire up the private jet and get out of there. Pour over the data to make sure you're even better prepared for the next race or discuss the tribulations you had to overcome to take victory. Do you want to say what we pick? I'll say. Okay. Make a beeline for the nearest party. Yeah, I think that's what I would do. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if it's my first one, you know. Yeah. A driver cuts you up on track. Do you hunt them down in the pits and rough them up a bit? Call them out in a press conference. Stand at the side of track sh- of the track shouting at them. Tell your journalist friends what you think of the driver and their actions. Or meh, it's racing. I would, I think, meh. Ooh, I think I'm a stand at the side of the track shouting at them. <laughs> Okay, you want to do the next one? Okay. Your F1 career has reached an end. What do you do next? Start a fashion and accessories lifestyle brand. (laughs) Become a commentator so you can shout at your old rivals. Open a car dealership to make money. Enjoy your millions. Or start your own F1 team. Ooh. I'm going to go start my own f1 team i um would enjoy my millions yeah that was my second favorite i mean i love the fashion and lifestyle thing but 
I feel but like. But it's like anyone can do yeah, that. Yeah, anyone can do that. <laughs> okay. Which F1 world champion? Oh, okay. Your, your road car is most likely to be a vintage Mercedes S-Class, a McLaren 720S, an Audi RS6, or a Skoda Superb. What's a Skoda Superb? <laughs> I'm going to go Audi RS6. I'm going to go with the McLaren. Okay. How would you most likely, how would you be most likely to injure yourself off track? Rotator cuff strain from too much golf, enti- entering a novelty motorsport race, falling off a table while partying, cycling ac- accident while keeping fit, or crashing your motorbike. Uh, I think rotator cuff strain from too much golf. <laughs> I'm going to go with that, but... Not golf because I don't play golf, but but from some doing other the dishes, activity. yeah. <laughs> we just from talked some about other that. sporting activity, yeah. <laughs> Tennis. Go ahead. Okay, who was your F one idol growing up? Arton Ayrton Senna, Juan Manuel Fangio, Mike Hawthorne, James Hunt, or Gilles Villeneuve. Um, oh man, this one's hard. I'm going to go Senna. I'm going to go. I'll go with Juan Manuel. Okay. (laughs) Your attitude to training is I love it or it's for people that can't drive fast (laughs) enough. I love it. I love it. Okay. What's your driving style? Hyper aggressive, a Grand Prix car needs to be hustled or smooth and silky. To go fast, you should look slow. Hmm. Smooth and silky, I think. Okay, I'm going to go hyper aggressive. (laughs) Your ideal sponsor would be a cycling brand, an alcohol brand, a fashion brand, or a golf wear brand. I'm going to go fashion. I'd love to be the face of Dior. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with with fashion too. Okay. Okay. You treat your teammate well. You need them to help you win the championship. Well, we're all friends here. With suspicion, why are they asking me about my different settings? With indifference, they do their thing, you do yours. I'm going to go with indifference. Yeah, indifference. Maybe a little suspicion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. You got a different one. Okay, good. <laughs> you read yours. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's a good one. I am Kimmy Raikkonen. <laughs> so born in the wrong era, you think F1 was better when the drivers did the business on track and then headed off to the nearest nightclub. <laughs> You're an in, in complica- uncomplicated individual, blindingly quick out on the circuit, but easy to muck along with with off it you train in the gym because you have to not because you love it while enjoying <laughs> the luxurious fun-loving life of an f1 driver when the racing's over that Ta-da. is so kimmy yeah <laughs> i love it okay mine is uh, alan prost you work hard to give yourself the unfair advantage on track Training hard and working on your car setup to give yourself the best chance of winning. If that means missing some parties, so be it. No, I just said (laughs) you're an F1 driver, not Hugh Hefner. 
If you're treated with respect by your teammate, you'll respect them back. But mostly they're a rival to be beaten, which you'll be which you'll do by driving with elegance and smoothness. That's literally everything I said I didn't want to do. <laughs> Come on, this test didn't work. I said I want to drive aggressive. I said that I don't look at them as a rival. I'll do my own thing. I said I want to party. I said... <laughs> You're like, I want to be Kimmy. <laughs> Kimmy, come on. <laughs> oh gosh, that's hilarious. Okay. Well, didn't work for me. I feel like it was good for you. Yeah, I think that was a good one. Was... Okay. So that that's it. That's today. all we have. That's yeah. all we have for, for today. This was fun. Yeah. Um, so everybody, thank you so much for listening. Please follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Please hit subscribe. Please tell a friend. We would love it if you could tell a friend that you know likes Formula One about our podcast and rate us. We would love that five-star rating, but you know, if you can't give us five stars, just don't worry about it. You don't have to rate us. (laughs) Hopefully you can. Yeah. Um, But thank you so much for listening. Yeah. And we'll be back next week. Yes. We'll be back on what? Monday? Monday. With the recap. The recap of... Sprint race and Grand Prix. It's going to be amazing, guys. Yeah. We'll see you Monday. All right. Bye. Bye.